Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is the great and wonderful Dr. Brooke Keels. And we are in a series here on Mercy Talk about the vital role that relationships and community play in our mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. And in our last episode, we talked about really what healthy, life-giving community looks like or could look like. And today, we're going to talk about what is standing in our way of experiencing that kind of community. We're just basically going to discuss and hopefully break down some of the most common barriers that we've maybe seen in our own lives or that we've seen in the lives of people that we know, those barriers that really keep us from living in deep relationships and deep community with other people. So we hope that this is an enlightening and a helpful conversation for you all today and that you enjoy the show. Well, hey, Brooke. Hello. Let's get this party started. How are you? I know. This is good. I, I- Ready to get, ready to do Let's it. Let's talk about some barriers uh, to community. <laughs> Yay! Personality disorders. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Oh, Truly, I will say, like in thinking about this episode, I was like, oh my goodness, there is a never-ending list of things that keep us from experiencing. You know, I think I think it's probably helpful even to clarify on the front end of this episode. There are innumerable things that keep us from experiencing like healthy relationships with other people. And for Uh the purpose of today, we're going to focus in a little bit more on like really the barriers that keep people from even engaging in relationship or in community. It's like, what are those things that hold people back? Um, And and I, I really think that as, as I was thinking on this, I know this is going to sound like the most cliche statement ever. But I think the most obvious barrier is that we have an enemy <laughs> that like really, really, really hates community. And that he the answer is it's Satan. Satan. <laughs> like, let's just I mean, it's a good place to start. Well, it's funny because I mean yeah. we were putting this together and I'm like, oh, this and this and this and this and this. And I'm a little embarrassed to admit that it was kind of late in the game, but I was like, oh yeah, and we have an enemy that hates this. Yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. I just think like yeah. if he Surely he knows that if if every single believer and follower of Jesus was in deep relationship with other believers and followers of Jesus, and they were all on mission together, the mm-hmm. church, the body of Christ would be like terrifying and super dangerous to him, right? And so I think, yeah. and I think he also knows that we were created for this. We've been talking about this in our previous episodes, like we were made for this. We were created for deep connection with each other. And so he's going to mm-hmm. do anything he can to keep us from enjoying that, much less the fact that we would be so dangerous if we were commu- uh, connected in that way. So it's yeah. no surprise to me that there are so many things pushing against this. And in one of our earlier episodes, we talked about just kind of like our culture and our society, even, even our history as a country, like all of the things that are like undercurrents in our society today that are pushing against it. Today, we're going to really talk more about like personal things that keep us from experiencing this. And, and so, yeah, it's, and we talked in that episode a few back about just how we are 
by and large, the loneliest group of people to ever walk the planet. But it didn't just happen coincidentally um, because, like right. I said, our society, our history, our values, they've all gotten us to kind of where we are today. So we're not going to repeat everything in that episode. Um, but when you just look at this from a broad perspective, you can see how everything how everything is stacked against us in this, which is like the most hopeless statement to ever say. But I think it's helpful <laughs> For us to recognize it because it's like, why? I cannot believe how many people. And I know that this series has been at the forefront of my mind for a long time now. So I find myself always mm -hmm. like talking about it to people. I'm sure there are certain people that right. are like, okay, we're, we're over this conversation. Like, stop talking to yeah. me about this. But I cannot believe how many people are like, I don't understand why it's so hard. I don't understand why it's so hard. Why is it so hard? Our, I mean, the pastor at my church the other day was like, why is this so hard? And so... I think yeah. it's helpful to talk about this. Like, let's unpack that instead of it just being this, like, mysteriously difficult thing. Right. Well, yeah, because then it then it grows into some urban legend of, like, no one can actually be friends or right, something like weird. And truly hopeless. Yeah, yeah. If, we, if we understand what it is and you can intentionally think around it and, you know, make effort to address, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and you're right. Like, it's kind of like, okay, well guess that's hopeless and then there's some of us that are like challenge accepted. yeah exactly we'll go Bring find it. friends you know yeah <laughs> and then it's also like ah oh, that's hard let's not uh. do that um but but i do think i mean as uh i personally believe most things uh with western christianity a misinterpretation of the bible uh, i think john townsend talks about this mm -hmm. too like how it's just simply we misunderstand what the bible talks about and and you're right like we did talk about this in the first episode mm -hmm. But being taught that God was enough, right? That is all you need. And I mean, honestly, like how many times with my kid, you know, if he's feeling lonely and I'm like, you've always got the Lord, God, you know, and I've really yeah. had to start being like, yeah, Jesus is there. Yeah. Like you do have the Lord. That's also yes. why we have community. And it's, it has been this whole series, as with most things we do, the Lord's like, <laughs> you're not great at this. Do better. It's always great so, when that happens. So, no. yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think all that to say, it's allowed me to be like, this is why we intentionally have friendships and build relationships mm -hmm. because we do need each other and you can't rely on people more than the Lord, but it is right. made to be in tandem right and so um so it is it's actually shifted i'm like how many times i'm tempted to be like don't worry if everyone hates you god loves you mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like sure but that's not uh -huh. the uh that's not how this is supposed to go mm -hmm. um and so anyway but you know i think it, like this idea too on top of that is not just god is enough but also john townsend talks about if we have to depend on other people then we're like doing something mm -hmm. wrong like we aren't oh depending goodness. on God enough, yes. which I love that everything is like a judgment statement about like our relationship yes. with God and how we're not great. You know, it's like no matter what, you, if you only depend on him, then you're, you know, weird. If you don't depend on others, then you're not mm -hmm. committed enough. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's anyway, we love putting people in double binds. But, <laughs> you know, if you look at <laughs> if you mm -hmm. look at the story of Adam, you know, at the, in the Garden of Eden and you look through through scripture, you're going to find that God created a system that we need not just him, but also one another. Yeah. There are so many scriptures throughout that speak about how we're meant to supply each other's needs and to connect. And we won't super deep dive into that either. But if, 
if that's something that connects with you and you haven't listened to our first mm-hmm. episode, then I would say go back and listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all meant to be together. Yeah. Um, I mean, and what else are you doing? Right. Like go back and listen to it. Um, what else are you doing? a lot of things. Yeah. Probably, I'm probably a lot of things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, Mercy talk is all you got. Yeah. Are you making friends? That's really the uh-huh. question here, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh-huh. If you're not doing that, then you need to listen. Um, to all that. <laughs> I have to go back and listen to myself. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I just think it kind of, it starts there. It's like, mm-hmm. God created us to be in community. And then we somehow mm-hmm. manipulated that into God's all you need. And if you need friends, then you're not good mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, or you don't love God enough. I mean, that's fun. It's like such a, um, it's just such a challenging thought. And I've, again, because it messed with me so much in my countless conversations with people over the last few weeks, I've brought that up when this, you know, when this kind of stuff comes up. And this idea that like, yeah, well, we were always taught that God is supposed to be enough, but it doesn't really actually seem like the Bible supports that thought. And I can't tell you how many people have looked at me kind of like, like that sounds like heresy. What do you mean? Of course, God is all that we need. And it's just, I mean, it has challenged me and I'm realizing that I am not the only one who that that thought is just really like a provocative one of like, whoa, I need to sit with that for a minute and consider our favorite word consider. So yeah, if that is, if you're listening to us saying that and you haven't heard that first um, episode, I would, I would agree that I think that's like probably the most foundational episode for this whole series. It's laying out there to say like, Hey, I, I don't actually think God ever intended that he would be all that we need, that we would mm-hmm. need him above all things and also need others. So there's that. I also think, you know, when I consider just the fact that uh, by and large, especially in a post-pandemic world, I think we have just completely lost the art of being able to talk to each other and like actual, Mm -hmm. actually foster deep relationships, vulnerable relationships where we talk about real things. I'm not saying it's just because of COVID. I think we were already pretty bad at it uh, by and large, but I think it just was exacerbated when we couldn't, when we couldn't have face-to-face conversations with people anymore. And so we've kind of, we've kind of replaced like deep conversations with small talk, which I know some people are great small talkers. There's, I really hate it so much. I hate small talk so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I cannot so do it for long. I lose my mind. And so, but, but in general, like the level of need, the, what? No, just as like, that's when those Irish goodbyes come in. That's a Scott too. Like I could small talk a oh. hundred people. Oh. And all of a sudden, like, it's literally like, where's Scott? Oh, he just left. He left. Not like left me, but he definitely walked away. Uh, yeah. And I feel like I could see you being like, oh, uh-huh, I can't uh-huh, do it for long. Just kind of sneaking out for a minute. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> goodness. It's hard. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I know there are others like me and I know there are others that are definitely not like me in that way. So, but yeah. for me, that's just, I think, you know, you talked about us needing other people. I think the level of need that a lot of us are bringing to relationships is things like, Hey, like I'm trying to potty train my toddler. I need some help. Does anybody have any advice? Does anyone, you know, have any recommendations on a good dentist or like whatever, like just things that are like, that's the level of need. Like, I just need some advice. Anybody have some recommendations, referrals like that's Uh We have gotten so out of practice of asking people for deeper things and deeper needs that we have almost to the point where I think it can feel very awkward 
I, I do, even sometimes with my good friends, I can find it awkward to reach out and say like, hey, I am not doing great. I'm just not doing well and I need to talk to somebody. That has yeah. that has become like a lost art. And so I think, again, let's like kind of just bring this whole conversation down to a really personal level and let's talk about mm-hmm. some of the common things that either we ourselves have said or that we've heard other people say that are pretty consistent barriers for living in like deep com- community with each other. What you got? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things is um, I need to be serving other people and spending all of this time on developing community for myself is selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that has been an underlying thing for all people in the church, mm-hmm. um, or at least my observation. And I've like judged the heck out of people for it mm-hmm. and then absolutely done the same thing. <laughs> You know, maybe from a different standpoint of yeah. like, look, I'm serving others, mm-hmm. not necessarily that like, it's selfish if I get, but like, I don't have time for that. Like, I, I am so self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Give, like, give look at all of these give. people. Just I love so well. Such a giver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I think however that fits into your personality and you are manipulated by it, that's definitely in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so, And we, I mean, we've been sold this lie and here's the thing, we have bought it. Um, because I think anything that makes us, you know, a victim or entitled, we sometimes get really, uh, you know, connected with. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, but this idea that uh, caring for ourselves and being in healthy relationship is self-centered. I mean, when you say it like, it's really like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't even, there's really not much else to say about it, but you know, <laughs> it, it goes with, I think how we look at self care, um, which I am, again, that's a consistent struggle for me. Right. But doing like establishing relationships in your life, it's like, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place. I'm like, you can't, it's hard to convince people that they need to like take a day for themselves mm-hmm. like once a month mm-hmm. or <laughs> you know, anything else, much less be like, also you need friendships, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how we've like lumped that together that like denying ourselves care is somehow such a, you're just such a great person yep. if you do that, or that means more than the other people, you know, who do care for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I say this as a place of like that completely you know, resonates with me. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm not great at it, but I know it's necessary. And thankfully I have people that hold me accountable, but we all need community. Yeah. We have to have people that are a home base for us. We have to have people that encourage us, hold us accountable. Like I said, give us life mm-hmm. so that we can actually go out and serve the world. Like it would not be possible for me to do what I do without people in my life that actually help fill me up, mm-hmm. right. That hold me accountable to, that I have to sleep more than three hours a night, you know, mm-hmm. like that there's, you know, the place mm-hmm. or I have to come home from work or like whatever mm-hmm. that is. Like you have to have those people. Um, yep. You know, there's been times Scott's been like, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. And I'll call, you know, you or somebody else. And they're like, that is not ridiculous. And you need to <laughs> listen to your husband. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. You know, yeah. but we have to have yeah. those other voices that we can, share with mm-hmm. and, and to look at it, anything other than that's how we were, are made is going to manipulate it and make it not, you yeah. know, it's, it's going to cut us off from something that's really special. I mean, I feel like I hear this one a lot 
like you said, I do think it's probably pretty common in the church of just like, but we're supposed to serve. We're supposed to serve. Like it's not about creating this like a social club that no one's allowed into, or we're supposed to be open to all people. I'm like, yeah, of course you are. Uh And, and you absolutely have got to have your core inner circle of people that there is reciprocal. It's not just about you caring for them, but there is a back and forth because I think most people with a brain would say like, I'm going to go serve the world, but I need to be filling my cup as well. Like most people would say like, I need Mm -hmm. to fill to be able to pour out. Right. But then people only equate the filling up with like my time with Jesus. Important. It's great. Also, you have to have it from other people. It's both, it's both. And, and so to say like, I only need to spend time with the Lord and then I can just give and serve out of that. And that's it. I just don't think it's what he, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't think it's what he had in mind. and it's funny that it's like, we don't, this isn't an argument. Yeah. It just is what it is, guys. Like, this is just, you know what I mean? Like, say it is so is. funny how many times we're like, you, we need, you know, we need healthy community. And then people are like, but, and I'm like, what, I, what do you have to say to that? Like, just because you don't like doing it because it's uncomfortable yeah. doesn't mean we aren't supposed to do it. Yeah, you know, and it and it is. We're very we're very comfortable with killing ourselves for Jesus, mm-hmm. but we are not comfortable mm-hmm. being healthy for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't yeah. understand that. So it's a T-shirt. You know. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> so okay, we could stick on that one for forever. But one of the other okay. one of the other big ones that I just I mean it has to be one of the most common is that I can't trust other people. Um. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this one. Okay. And I could be totally wrong. So, Dr. Brooke, you can correct me if I am incorrect in my thinking here. But I was just like, okay. okay, I feel like we all come into the world either naturally trusting or just somehow inherently knowing that we have to trust because we have to trust that we have a mother and father or parents that are going to take care of us. We we have to trust for our survival mm-hmm. as we, when we are like born correct. into the world. Okay, so. Yes. I would think that our natural bent is to trust. And so when someone says I have trust issues, I don't know what, I mean, I can't, I can't look at that and go, oh, that must just be kind of their personality <laughs> or like, that's just their wiring to not trust. No, right. it's because at some point in their life or maybe multiple times in their life, they trusted somebody and they were hurt or disappointed. So someone's saying like, I have right. trust issues. No, you have wounded like you were wounded and we have not healed from that. Right. We have not recovered from that. And therefore you don't trust. So that was my assumption as I was thinking on this one. It appears that you are <laughs> in okay. agreement. No, that's a hundred percent it. We are literally mammals are made to attach, uh-huh. right? That attachment, it's like the second you're born, it's how everybody's like, we got to skin to skin the baby. We got to do all like, all of that, even just the way God made us to hold a baby, rock, connect, moving of like the vestibular motion with the brain, all of yeah. that is about attachment yeah. and connection. Yeah. And so then we decide at some point that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We grew out of it. But yeah, we get our yeah, right. we get our feelings hurt or we walk through really hard trauma yeah. and, and we all get there honestly, but that's right. Yeah. Like it's not a trust issue thing. It's like, yeah, you've you been hurt. hurt. So let's heal from that. And it's okay. Like I don't trust people either, but I don't distrust them, but I have, I keep people right or wrong. Right. I go, I, I look at who they are. I pay attention, mm-hmm. like, but I'll give you as much as I can. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in that moment, right? It may just be, I trust that you work in the next office beside me and we can share a coffee, mm-hmm. right? Like, but mm-hmm. it's okay to, we don't have to close ourselves off completely right. to people to be wise with entering into relationships. Cause what we're also not saying is just throw your heart out right. there and see who. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And you know, this one is such a big one that we're going to do a whole episode on this. I remember when we were first talking about this series, somebody on our leadership team said, hey, you are going to do an episode on like when you've been hurt in relationship, right? And I was like, yes, we absolutely will. Because there, I I don't know if there's a bigger barrier, like common barrier than this one. Um, And so I think, I mean, I know, I know innumerable people who have been relationally hurt and then made a vow or an agreement. I'm not going to trust anyone deeply again. And so they either just completely isolate, or I remember when I read People Fuel, Sean Townsend talked about yeah. this this idea of consummate givers, and I was like, oh, yikes, this one hit hard. But it's this idea that people become consummate givers so that they mm-hmm. just give and give and give because that keeps them from having to be vulnerable. I will pour out yeah. and pour out and give so that I don't have to have any needs or be vulnerable for anybody else. And so... Again, we'll do a whole episode on this. It's just so important for us to consider and work through those past relational hurts because it's just, I think about like how sad would that be for one person or even maybe a few hurtful people in my past Mm -hmm. keep me from experiencing the richness and the fullness of good relationships that God has for me in my future. So yeah, we'll unpack that one more. That's really good. That's great. And probably if I read your emails, I would know that that episode was coming. So I'm all, I'm like, oh, we are. <laughs> so, Stay tuned, so everyone. You told me Stay before tuned, then. Brooke. I know. Uh, I know. Like, what's next? Great. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm really glad we're doing that. I will. Uh, I'll save. I'll save all my commentary then okay, for that. Um, but another one is uh, that asking for help from other people makes me feel weak or makes me weak. Mm-hmm. Now this I laugh at because I, I'm I'm actually good at this one for the most part, you know, but that's because like, how can you rule the world without help? So like, I feel like we have to <laughs> kind of like come together guys, you know, and, uh, and I just mean me personally, like if you want to rule the world, if you don't, that's fine, but you still need, for those of you, you who still do. need, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you still need other people. And so, you know, and, 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 uh, and I know, based off what you just shared, we will be talking about this more mm-hmm. um, and getting into vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think overall, like we tend to be terrified by how much we need other people yeah. and we spend, and again, I can say this from a counseling standpoint, we spend so much time doing anything and everything we can to not need other mm-hmm. people and then pat ourselves on the back mm-hmm, and be like, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm such like, you know, I'm not going to cuss on here, but basically I'm just going to say like, I'm such a bad A, right? Like I am such a bad butt that like, I don't need anybody and I am Uh uh self-sufficient, you know, which sounds like a villain origin story. I would also like to point out, you know, and so Uh, that's a really good point. Actually, I think, you know, no one's like, yes, Mm -hmm. you should be a lot. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, and so, and then he was a serial mm-hmm. killer. Like that's how the story goes. And so we don't want that, you know, that's, that's the wrong way to go. But I think, you know, when you look at that, God literally created us to need other people. Mm-hmm. I've already mentioned just from birth, that level yeah. of vulnerability. And I think God doesn't do anything that's not very intentional and on purpose and a metaphor. It's all a metaphor guys. <laughs> 
You're right. It is. Uh, if you haven't figured that out, I'll, I'll let you run that one down <laughs> in your own head. But, you know, but the enemy hates God's design, like you said. So his greatest weapon is literally is shame mm-hmm. and isolating us, right? Shame about our weaknesses, shame about our vulnerabilities. How can, you know, you don't either deserve those people or they don't deserve you or whatever lie we buy into. Yeah. Um, and he ultimately wants to mess up how God designed us because as we know, that's where we're in the fullness, right? Like what if we actually healed from hurts and moved forward Mm -hmm. and what would that really look like for us as a community, Mm -hmm. um, of believers, right? And then for people who aren't that they, that healthy people like, yeah, I've been wounded too. And let me tell you what God did. Like that is such a testimony. Yep. And then being able to lean into others and not expect perfection. And we can talk about managing expectations Mm -hmm. another time Mm -hmm. too. Um, but, uh, in a podcast that I heard recently, they talked about how the word weak is the word that we use to hate our needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and which, uh, that nothing resonates with me more than that. Um, (laughs) hating the fact that we need others. We're actually hating one of the most amazing things about how God made us. And again, I'm assuming we will talk more about that too, but nobody hates to be weak more than me, but hearing that, like, well, then you hate like how God created you and what your needs are. Well, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's been a great, it's been such good accountability for me too. It is. Yeah. I mean, which I look at myself often and I'm like, you're crazy. Like get your stuff Mm -hmm. together. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, I do, I just think that's, that's such a beautiful way to look at it. And, you know, me personally, my journey with just the word gentle has been, (laughs) Years, it's been a work in, in the making. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one with the word "weak" uh, has also yes been that. Yes, I just think that's so. I mean, by hating our need, we're hating one of the most amazing things about how God made us. It's just like, oh my goodness, yeah. this this has the enemy all over it. <laughs> like that sounds that yeah. sounds so crazy. Why would I hate one of the most amazing things about? So it's just no wonder. And yes, right. you're right. We will do another. <laughs> Sorry to keep pointing forward, guys, but we will do an entire mm-hmm. episode on vulnerability and need. So yeah. that'll be that'll be really fun. Um, I um, another one that I like. It, oh, this one is this one's starting to grate on me a little bit because I I feel it as well, but I hear it so much is that I just don't have time. I don't have time to yeah. invest in deep community and deep relationships. Um, I, I really do get this one. I am in a season of life where I feel like I am trying to survive the day today. And so the thought of being able to invest time, energy, whatever into other people feels literally impossible. And Uh I have, I mean, I'm in a, a class of people at my church of a lot of young families and we have little kids and we had this conversation a few weeks back and most of them were like, yeah, this just isn't a season of life where we're going to be able to really do that. Yeah. And everybody was like, yep, yep. You're right. Yep. This is, we'll just have Mm -hmm. to get back to deep relationships later on in life. And I was like, right. "Eh." Like I get this. I understand that it's so hard. Melanie's the friendship police. I'm literally dying over in the corner, (laughs) trying not to kill everyone in the room. I'm like, what are y'all talking Uh about? Because this is something that the Lord is connect with me now. (laughs) No, but I think what God has been showing me is that like, other than my relationship with him, what is more important than this? Like, what am I prior? Of course, having a 
life with young, like a toddlers and babies, it's like, it's hard and it's exhausting. What is more important than this, than having people in your life and community in your life? Good grief. Just people that you can call on when your kids are making you insane that can come over or like, you know, even practical physical help. Like we need it so badly. And I mean, he's even been showing me that like, what we're talking about here is making room in our life for, you know, like the second greatest commandment. <laughs> that feels important, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, not to sound that sounds very like demeaning to those who feel this, but I just this is this is the business that the Lord has been dealing with me on as well. But um, it was interesting when I was researching this series that, and you you hear these numbers. I don't know how formalized these numbers are, but there was this professor at the University of Kansas. And he reported in Psychology Today that it takes about 50 hours of interaction to for someone to move from acquaintance to casual friend, about 90 hours to move from casual friend to friend, and more than 200 hours to qualify as a best friend. Where did he get this? I don't know. But I think the idea, mm. I know you're probably like, stop with the scientists and the numbers and the... <laughs> Where did all this come oh, from? Oh, like, oh, so was it was it psychology today? I don't know. Wow. Stop. Okay. The whole no, point. No, it actually sounds right, though. Yeah, For but what I mean, it's worth, I'm like, that feels right. Exactly. That's like the point. Yeah. Whether the hours are correct or not, the point is like it takes a lot of time for people to move from just casual acquaintances or casual friends to deeply committed friends. And you don't have, you can't have 50 yeah. of them. You have three or four of them, right? But when we Sorry, are referring she, to yeah. deep relationships in this whole series, we're talking about that category, that like kind of best friend category, that close inner circle. And so if this professor at the University of Kansas was right, it is going to take some serious time with people. It's just going to take time if we want to experience the fullness of those kinds of relationships where we're deeply committed, we're deeply known. And so I would just challenge you as listeners to take a look at your time you're just inventory your time and assess, am I actually doing the things for me and my family that are going to give purpose and meaning to the most important parts of our lives? I'm just throwing that out there for everyone's consideration. Oh, there you go. I'll yeah. get off my... <laughs> yeah, we're done. We'll move Moving on. on. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, <laughs> another one is, is if people really knew everything about me, they would reject me. Um, and... Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's just such a tool of the enemy to use shame Mm -hmm. to shut down our pursuit of deep relationships. Like shame tells us, you know, at my core, I am bad, defective, broken, unworthy of love. And so, you know, we'll do anything to have to like keep people from seeing that. Um, And, you know, here's the thing, like you don't have to go share Mm -hmm. everything about yourself Mm -hmm. with 50 people. Right. Um, you know, I'm talking about, and you mentioned like three or four and I'm like, honestly, I'd be great with two, you know, like, <laughs> that would be I mean, great. start anywhere. Um, I mean, hopefully, yes, yes. yeah, there's three or four. Yeah. One or two would be good. Yeah. I mean, and even if you look at the time investment, you know, and, and I always forget this verse, I'm going to look it up for the next episode, but, um, I think it's in Leviticus, but talking about like the sacrifice of fellowship, mm. like it is time, mm. it is intentionality, it is thoughtfulness you know, it's, it takes effort because, but the reward is so good, Mm -hmm. right? Like what a more fruitful life we would have with close relationships. But, but going all back to that, like, 
you know, the people who get to know your deep, dark stuff are people that have proven to be trustworthy. And that's okay. Another thing I see people do is like, well, I guess I've got to like expose all my, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. Don't make it weird. Like, you know, this is that wise as a snake thing. Mm -hmm. You got to come in, see who's trustworthy, see who, you know, understand, share, you know, like ease into yeah. that relationship through time. It's, like this, you're telling you know, me this clear, really deep down. research yeah. scientist. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it, we can all make it weird, but it is, that's yeah. true. Like there's, there's a reason it takes time because you need to see how someone is. Are they trustworthy with my deep, dark places, yeah. you know, and, and ask someone who sits with people that have done horrific things and have walked through things that, you know, I've, I've said it on here before, but sometimes like I'll tell stories of, you know, just people that I've helped, you know, helped or, you know, some trauma they've walked through. And I've had people literally tell me like, Hey, don't tell me that. Cause I don't want to know that that happens in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. You know, it does though. Uh, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what it's like to be in relationship with broken people. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like, the way that they heal from the things they've walked through or even the things that they've done to others is through healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just through what God does with them, but it's through seeing others and being connected with others and feeling accepted by, you know, each other. And, and that's, I've just seen it happen over and over and people are more than willing for the most part when they are trustworthy to be like, thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. with me. Thank you for going to those places, you know, um, and are typically very honored by it once they have proven, you know, that they're trustworthy in that Mm -hmm. place. And a lot of us have maybe been rejected. And I think if we looked at that, we could see we've probably opened, you know, probably shared a little too much too soon or with somebody Mm -hmm. that didn't deserve Mm -hmm. the trust. And that's, that's okay. We learn from it, you know, heal from it and move on. So it's really good. You know, it's good. In kind of in line with that one, there's, there was another one that came up was that I don't want to be a burden to other people. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, yeah. and I, like I mean, we this hear that a lot at impact. Yeah, and this one, I mean, I yeah. will, I will personally say this one resonates with me. This one is, this one is hard for me. Um, I, I don't, I do, I am like terrified of putting people out. Like, I don't want people yeah. to expend time and energy on me. I'm like, I know everybody in the world is tired. Everybody is overwhelmed and exhausted. I do not want anyone expending anything on me. I have so much fear about inconveniencing people, putting other people out. I don't know if it's the people pleaser in me. I don't know. But this is a very challenging one for me. And I mean, yes, there's one side of this coin where I'm like, okay, it's It's good to be aware of how much you're asking of others. It's good to just, you know, not cross boundaries in an inappropriate way. But um, this idea of, of like potentially putting people out here and being worried about that and so therefore like, holding your need in. Uh, John Townsend also talked about this in People Fuel and it kind of kicked me in the tail. He said, when you do that, when you say like, I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm people. I don't want to ask people to expend their time and energy on me. He called that fragilizing others. Is that the right way to say that? Fragilizing? Like fragile? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from that word. Um, Uh So we fragilize. I don't know why this sounds so Mm -hmm. weird. Fragilize. Yeah. Let's just, Go hard. Go with it. I like it. Uh, (laughs) Basically, we do that Uh by not Uh taking into account that other people 
are resilient and strong and they can determine their own boundaries. Yeah. They can choose how to spend their time and energy. They can say no to yeah. me. I think we just live in a culture that's so horrible at saying no, that we want to like do that for other people. Like, I'm afraid you won't say no to me. So right. I'm just going to not bring it and basically say no for you. Like, it's just so, it's just so crazy. So right. in that way, it's literally crossing into other people's boundaries and determining what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. And so I just thought that was a really interesting yeah. take on that. Cause that is a, that's a struggle for me. Um, but when we don't allow people that opportunity, we also are, we're stealing from them as well. Like there's a richness and a fullness of entering into yeah. the needs of others that we're taking from others in, in not allowing them in. I would be so mad at you if you didn't ask me <laughs> to help with something because you were like, I don't want to be a part of Yeah, I, I know. So I know. I, and like, like your closest <laughs> friends would feel that like, way. Have I not proven yeah. myself to you enough to be like, yeah. I mean, and I get it, like I do, but there, that, you know, again, I struggle with like all of these, maybe except that one, because I don't mind being a burden <laughs> to others um, overall. No, just kidding. But no, I totally get that. But it is, it's funny. I think about like how, or like if I came to you and I was like, I didn't want to ask, and you'd be mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. what? I know, I know. You know, like, what are you talking about? And, but I, I do wonder too, and I can't remember if John Towns had talked about this and people feel, but I also think it's like we set we that's a lie we can tell ourselves just to not get our mm -hmm. feelings hurt like mm -hmm. in case someone doesn't show up the way that we like yeah. hope they do and I know you know it, like I think that again I think it crosses all personality types or whatever you know the lies are consistent mm -hmm. if we look mm -hmm. at all of these you could take it from a lot of different contexts and it will apply to whatever yeah. your mm -hmm. struggle is you know but i will say like i always get people yeah. out yeah like you know i do because it's like if they were just you like can't. no you probably don't I, die. you may not i, I don't want to be an event, an event right right yeah be like like it's totally fine like i'll spend more words mm -hmm. on being like here's yep. how you don't have to totally. do this than to be like here's you know you're right no i mean i totally and i remember that um I, in uh Jenny Allen's book, she was sharing a story about how somebody who she considered a really good friend. Um, when I say Jenny Allen's book, we've talked about it on past episodes. It's her book, uh, find your people. She talked about how she had someone who she considered a very close friend who basically called her out and said, I don't feel close to you. And Jenny Allen was like, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're close friends. She was like, you don't ever need anything yeah. from me. And that that was like hurtful mm -hmm. to her friend. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. When I look at relationships in my life. I don't feel close to the people who right. don't ever need anything from me. No, that's totally true. I don't. It and is so, a different dynamic. Well, and I yeah. love that she has a friend that was willing to be like, yeah, we're not friends. Like I, we need to, like, we need to talk yeah, about that. I think that. we're close, but yeah, I really, is, I respect yeah, that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, okay. I, and I will say for me, I do try and also give it out because I feel like I'm pretty aggressive. And so some people, I don't know what somebody be like, if I tell her, no, is something bad? <laughs> is something, something terrible going to happen? You know? <laughs> so, you know, so I do try That's and like, you know, I mean, you don't have a problem telling me no, but I just mean, you know, and most people in my life that I'm surrounded myself with can be like, stop. And that's good. That's why I got them. So, um, but yeah, um, another one, and this is, you know, I, I feel like you gave me this point cause you know, <laughs> I struggle with it, but, um, you know, oh, if man. I'm a leader, He's then jealous. I can't afford to need others. Uh, and I mean, I could do just so many podcasts on this, especially from a ministry standpoint, 
um, this idea that, you know, isolation is somehow honorable. Um, and, and like, I get it. Like mm-hmm. leaders do not mm-hmm. naturally like being on the receiving end of relationships. Or I think part of it for me was you don't experience that a lot. Like if you tend to like take the lead, then you just kind of do. Mm-hmm. And so you, you grow up doing this probably yeah. in, in messed up ways, but still that core thing is like, okay, well, here's a project. I'll take the lead. Here's the, okay, I'll take the lead, you know? And then you don't ever actually practice being in relationship with other people mm-hmm. or allowing other people to lead. You know, we're typically not mm-hmm. great followers. Um, but I also want to say that like, if you're a Christian, you're a leader. So just because maybe your personality isn't mm-hmm. to, run the project doesn't you are still leading others mm-hmm. like in relationship with them um and so you know just yeah mm-hmm. but you know i think even as you said that yeah. as you were just saying that i thought about this idea of like you know kind of establishing ritualized ways of relating to people uh-huh. and i've always thought about in that in the context of another person like i have a ritualized way of relating to you know my mom or my sister or whatever but like i also think you can kind of establish a ritualized way of relating to just all people and my ritualized way is that i am always giving and pouring out i'm never at i'm never giving space for me to have needs and so for 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 those of you who fall in that category like you were describing it's like you may have to get crazy intentional about when you go have lunch with this person, you have to tell them one thing you need or one thing you're struggling with or one, you know, whatever. It's like, you have to force yourself. You do. I mean, especially by the way, when you're a counselor by trade, because even oh, like my, my good, and it's funny. Yes. Cause like my good That's friends, they'll be like, I'm sorry. I know you do this all day. I'm like, no, no, this is good. I want this from you. But yeah, if if somebody's mm-hmm. like, can I g- grab mm-hmm. coffee? They're typically not asking to like ask about me. Like that's not usually, and I had just like fell into this. And then I noticed I would be insecure in relationships where I wasn't like the leader and that guy. And then, you know, I had to wake up and be like, it's because you're weird and you need to figure this out. Like it's not them, but I would avoid it. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't do well when I feel insecure. Yeah, this is weird. And then realizing what that was and what it means to feel. And we'll talk about that, you know, vulnerable and like, oh, I do need something from them. And they're actually, they don't care that I'm this and, you know, or do this as a job or, you know, I think for those of us that connect with our jobs as our identity sometimes. And so anyway, but you, you talk about this, you've said this quote a lot, but that um, Craig Rochelle quote Um, and I think it was from his podcast, right? But it says people will admire you for your strengths, but will connect with you in your weaknesses. Um, and I, I, that's, that's just, you've, you've said that for a few years now and it's just so good. Um, just, he was saying it to leaders. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was saying it to leaders. Like just like, yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Like to, and, um, and so what are you after? like with the people that you lead, is it admiration or connection? And I think for a long time for me, probably admiration. And then now seeing how that doesn't work, like that's not what's best. And, um, you know, it's got to be connection too with wisdom and all that, you know, all of this is, um, you know, I think we could preface this, all of this is with good boundaries. Um, But yeah, but through the connection of, you know, especially with the the work that at Mercy and the work that I do on a daily basis, like I I got people have to be like, 
honest with not being okay. And we've got to connect in that. I've got to be honest. Um, this is a hard week, hard week. We've got a lot of people that are not doing okay. And I've, I have to go and allow people to speak into that and encourage my heart, you know, um, as well as with the Lord, of course. But you're, if you're a leader, I mean, just to wrap this point up, like it is vital that you have relationship and deep community um, where you can take off your leadership hat, where no one does, you know, actually cares. They don't care about your title, your position. Um, you know, you don't always have to be the strong one. Like you can actually have your own needs met. And I think if we look at this, I think a glaring thing is from a pastoral standpoint, that these pastors that we're seeing fall apart right and left, they do not have an inner circle. They don't have people who are like, I don't care that you're the pastor. This is wrong, right? Or this is, I'm concerned or whatever, you know, or that it's like, let's go have fun. <laughs> let's go, you know. Not <laughs> work. Not, not yeah. do ministry. Yeah. What a concept. So, you know, yeah. anyway, I yeah. don't know where I could go on for that forever, but. Yeah, we feel, we, we feel pretty passionately about that one. That's for sure. Um, man, I mean, we've, so we've unpacked, <laughs> we've unpacked a lot today. Um, and I would just, I think I would wrap up today by saying, you know, as a very practical takeaway here, if, if, if you have found this to be challenging in your life and you find it hard to engage or even have a desire to engage in deep community and deep relationships and ask the Lord to highlight what barriers are standing in my way right now for me personally, it could have been one of the 5,000 that we just mentioned, or it may be something completely unrelated that we didn't. I just know that I know that I know that God wants this for you. He wants deep community in your life. And so he is, he will be faithful to reveal whatever it is that's standing in your way of that. If you will just seek him in that and ask him like, what is it? Why is this so hard for me in this season? And I think he'll show you. And then yep. you know, you've got to have the like courage and the commitment to actually do something about it then after that. So, um, Anyway, we hope that this conversation has been helpful for all of you today. Um, and as always, if the content in these podcasts um, has been helpful, beneficial for you, we'd be so grateful if you would help us out by rating the show, writing a review wherever it is that you listen. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions about what we've discussed today, or if you'd ever like to share your ideas for future series or topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Bye.